The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Job, by the way, with, uh, with the uh, front page of the paper on the front, that looks awesome. All righty, let's get this show on the road, shall we? Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Duggan here on the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, it's up Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And every month we have at the beginning of the month, and I'm glad that we do this at the beginning of the month because that's usually when all the controversy happens. Uh, we have Methuen Mayor Neil Perry here with um, uh, Methuen Matters. Was it, is it what matters in Methuen? What is it called? It's the, he's going to be starting his new column with the Valley Patriot next week. And I think it's going to be called Methuen Matters or what no, matters in Methuen no. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to know. I heard, I heard yeah. that you bought paperclips last week. And I want to know why you didn't notify the council that you bought paperclips. And I also heard that you had a meeting with someone about something that had something to do with something else. And you didn't notify the city council. Why, why, don't you know, why don't you have a live blog where you are showing the city council what you're doing every minute of the day? Yes. That's what I want to know. That's my first question. I mean, when you buy paper clips, you've got to send out an inter-office memo to all the councils and let them know how much it costs, how many paper clips in every single box, how, much, how many boxes in a, in a case. You, you don't do that, Mayor. That means you're not transparent. We're working together collaboratively. All right. It doesn't look... I watched that last meeting. It doesn't look collaborative <laughs> to me. Uh, I'm Mayor Neil Perry is with us, and it was uh, quite, a, uh, quite an interesting city council this week. He, we, this week, he kind of lost his cool. I did. And I have to tell you, that's the Neil Perry I've been prodding you to be since January. Yeah. Because when you ran and you won, yeah. and you came on the show and said, now that the election's over, there's no more team Canaan or team Perry. It's all going to be team Methuen. Yeah. And I laughed at you and I mocked you and said, yeah. yeah, you're a little naive. You're a good guy, but you're a little naive. You're a mocker. Do you get it now, by the way? Uh, it's, it's sinking in now, right? I'm still on you're team, start, you're still, still on team Methuen. Right, yeah. but, but you do recognize that not everyone you're dealing with is dealing in good faith well, and they're not on team Methuen. Well, so... Because you said it during that meeting that there are some people who want you to fail. Uh, well, I, I don't know if they want me to fail. Uh, um... You know, there are different paths. So I, I would say that... Um, this is him so hard trying to be diplomatic. Yeah, trying to be diplomatic. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I, I would tell you that um, I'm not really proud of what I did the other night. Um, You're not but, proud of what you did no, the other not, night? Just, I was cheering in my seat. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I am a human being, and uh, there are certain lines with me uh, that I don't like to have crossed. And one of them is my integrity. It's not up for sale. And I keep, I've said this during the election, and I'm proving it every day. Um, 
you know, my integrity is not, I didn't do this job for the money. I didn't do this job for the power. I didn't do it for the prestige. Um, you know, there are plenty of times when you, you, you know, you get frustrated in a job like this and you go home and you think I could be sitting in a beach chair, reading a book someplace. Right. Right. Uh, but, Listen, if I had your money, I'd be on a beach in the, in the Dominican Republic, yeah, yeah. And, and I would be on, I would, I'd be laying on a on a hammock, and I'd have uh, people bringing me little drinks with purple umbrellas in them. Purple umbrellas, and nice. and as long as I had Wi-Fi, I would never look back. Never look back. No, yeah, yeah. I'd be gone. Yeah, um, tempting. That's tempting. Uh, I don't have enough money to get to the Dominican Republic. Oh, all right, yeah. fair enough. But. Um, but I, I remain a fan of the city of Methuen, and I say openly to the citizens of Methuen, you can like what I'm doing, you can dislike what I'm doing, you can love what I'm doing, you can hate what I'm doing. Um, I think I'm doing it for all the right reasons, and that goes for everything I do, including the much-heralded meeting uh, for yesterday, which was held. I stand by the decision I made. Um, can I, I, can I just interrupt you, though? Go ahead. I, I, I always find it interesting that people in public life think the average person is just so stupid mm. because like Steve Saber got up there and he didn't say the words, I question your integrity. Mm. This is what people do all the time, but everything he said questioned your integrity. Yeah. And then he says, but I'm not questioning your integrity. I think your staff is cooking the books. Yeah. I think you're trying to help Joe Solomon. Yeah. You're trying to skew the audit, but I'm not questioning your integrity. Yeah. And it's always interesting that while they're questioning your integrity, they're saying they're not questioning your integrity. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, so that part, you know, you and I, we disagree on certain things, but we don't disagree on that, right? So, um, and the analogy I use is it, it's easy to say I love you. Right. It's much harder to show show it. Right. Right. you got to prove it. Your actions prove it. And right. so um, disagree with what I do. Disagree respectfully. Uh, in the end, understand that everything I'm doing, uh, you know, we use the word transparent. I don't you probably put a count. We should probably make a bingo game with the word Well, yeah, we could do a drinking game like we did the other night with the word, uh, what was it, peaceful protest yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and systemic racism. We were yeah. bombed in the first hour watching Don Lemon. <laughs> it was hysterical. I had 10 people well, in my office. Uh, I, I want to talk about that uh, at some point in the show here because, uh, you know. Because you want to get me in trouble. No, I don't want to get you in trouble. I, right. I want to talk about, um, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, human rights. And so we're going to get into that and. We'll have a discussion on it, but I want to finish the topic first. Sure, please. Um, so, you know, when you look at uh, what I'm doing, um, and I want to specifically talk, uh, so I brought, and I didn't do this to... Let me give people you. the backup, though. Yeah. So what happened was you guys, the city council voted to spend some money, and you agreed to do an audit of the police department. It's going to be a management Well, let me audit. stop you for a minute. And so so uh, I want to address, so we tend to write things the way we want them to be rather than the way they were. Right. So... What are you, uh, Bill Kirk? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. So um, this mayor did not select the auditor all on his own. Right. This mayor, with the members of the Public Safety Committee, reviewed all these submissions. We put an RFP together out, an RFP that I had the Inspector General's office take a look at, and I said, please, uh, I'm a contract, a contract professional. I'm used to doing this, but hey, in the public domain, please take a look at this. And they gave me a couple of feedbacks. Uh, I, I went to some other people. We sent an RFP out with uh, the council was aware of. A request for proposal. Yeah, sorry. Request for proposal saying, hey, we're looking to do an audit. And by the way, 
I'm not looking to just do an audit of the Bethune Police Department. I'm looking, I'm looking to make sure that the citizens understand and have trust in all aspects of the city government. And it's not a financial audit. It's a management audit. They're going to look at how the money is spent, yeah. and they're going to look at how things are dispersed they and are. where they, it goes. They're going to look at everything. Used. It's going to look at professional standards, accountability, all of it, right? And it has to be a fair and unbiased review. And they were mad at you because you had an initial meeting with them to talk about the parameters of what the city was looking for and what the process was going to be. And God forbid the evil Darth Vader, Joe Solomon, was actually in the room. He was in the room when that happened. So let me... That means all lot is just completely gone now, Well, and so remember the word transparent, because we're going to get there in a minute. So um, um, we put the RFP out, and the Public Safety Committee helped evaluate the... um, the respondents. So the some of those counselors who were on the public safety committee helped us pick this audit firm. And I will stand here and look at the citizens of Bethune in the eye and say, they're the right people to do it. Uh, and the gentleman leading it has uh, tons of relevant experience. And he's got um, a couple of people on the team, uh, a, a lady who was the deputy chief, I think, of, of uh, sports services and Lowell PD. Um, she got over 30 years of ex- command experience, mm-hmm. right? The, these are not huckleberries we picked up off the street. And, and most importantly, the council helped pick this. So this is not the mayor's hand-picked audit. Can you just hold on? People are saying, or oh, Ben's not here. Um, pe- people are saying that our, our, our uh, volume is not good. Um, I don't know what happened. People are saying our, our audio is bad there, Ben, if you could. Bad uh, audio. Bad yeah. audio. So we just, we, I don't want anybody to miss one word of what you're saying yep. because yep. because it was, such, it was such a great meeting. Yeah. And um, <laughs> people are saying they can't hear us. So, okay, there, there is an echo. But um, this would be a good time to talk about our sponsors, Ron Marshan and Son, general contractors. Great guy. We appreciate them. Borelli's Deli. We got our Borelli's Deli. He is the best. And you got a, and I've never seen a, most people get a he makes this grilled grilled cheese. You get a grilled bologna and cheese. Yeah, it harkens me back to my childhood. I was the son of a police officer. Me too. It doesn't make me biased towards the audit, so I don't want to, but uh, we eat a lot of grilled bologna and mm-hmm. cheese mm-hmm. and hot dogs and beans every Saturday night, yeah. right? Yeah, it was a, that's Those an Irish cheap, thing. Yeah, that's yeah. A, and cheap, right? Yep. I, still eat, I still eat hot dogs and beans on Saturday. I, I eat hot dogs a lot. Yeah. Probably too much. Yeah? Yeah. I like hot dogs and beans. And I don't like like a hot dog. I will never go out and get like a hot dog unless I'm at like Fenway because I love the Do Fenway. Do you like hot dogs? I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan, but I liked Lawton's when they were really Lawton's. Go to Methuen Family. Get the Daily Double. Really? Oh, my God. Oh you know what I eat at Methuen Family Restaurant? Yeah. It's the only place. I'm, I'm, I'm a strange guy. I love liver and onions. Yeah. The only place I've ever gone that has that does liver and onions the right way is Methuen Family Restaurant. Yeah. yeah. So when I go in, he sees me. He already starts making it. I don't even have to order it. By the time I sit down, I've got my liver and onions. They make a, a, a hot dog. It's like a... I don't know what brand it is, like a country club. For, it's it's the double. Oh, my God. They're, really? they're outrageously good. We yeah. also want to thank uh, Nina at Climate Designs. We love Climate Design Systems. Uh, they've been with us for a while. AFC Urgent Care, our great friends, uh, Lisa Savinelli-Williams and her hu- husband, She's Tom. the best. She is awesome. And since I saw you last, uh, Lisa's team did a COVID test on me. Yeah, yeah she, she said, said that, that, but she didn't tell us what the results were because of HIPAA. They were negative. Well, they were negative, all right, good. Uh, uh, good. Uh, and it, uh, you know, while we're waiting for the volume fix, I'll tell people it, it didn't hurt. They they stick it, you know, pretty far up there. But yeah. uh, the team at AFC Urgent Care could have been better. They're great professionals. People. They're great people. Yeah. Everybody working for her. Yeah. 
Uh, we also want to thank the Police Superior Officers Union in Methuen, who uh, pays me, does not pay the mayor. For those of you who say he pays the mayor to do that show, they don't. They pay me, and I use it to pay the uh, production cost because Ben is like $1.5 million a year just to pay him. At least. Um, and, then we've, and then we've got JGs, who doesn't pay us, but we're still waiting. For, I called Mr. Jafri to see if he wanted to come in for June, but he hasn't gotten back to well, me. Well, he's, he's got to come in for June. i got to call him because uh, I sent my son. Uh, you know I'm a type 2 diabetic, and I have to I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I'm always careful about, you know, what I eat, but um, I've been doing, uh, you haven't noticed I've lost weight since the job, stress of the job, I'm eating less, yep. um, which is probably a good thing. Um, but the other night I was ready to splurge and I wanted a chocolate, a chocolate marshmallow ice cream from JG's. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. So I sent my son, they're out of chocolate marshmallow. Oh, boy. So I'm going to call those guys and say, come on, guys. Yeah, what the hell is that? Right. It's not like the chocolate marshmallow industry was hit really particularly hard from the... Uh, yeah, COVID. Yeah. 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 So um, uh, I'm a big fan my, of JG's. My spirit animal says that the audio is good now. So. Okay. All right. So, uh, so we were talking about the police we were, audit. Yeah. And... And so I started saying... You had a preliminary meeting and they were mad that Joe Solomon, God forbid, yeah. he actually have input in his so own before, audit. Before we get there, let, let, let's talk about... So, I, you know, this is the article that's in the paper today. Not to interfere. It says, tempers flare as police audit nears. So I'm not proud of the fact that I lost my temper Monday night. But I say this, I'm a human being, right? And um, I'm working long days and I'm not griping about that uh, because I love that city. And I'm trying to do the right thing. Um... And so I'm eating, sleeping, and breathing with the one. Right. Um, and, 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 then the, and then the question your integrity. Well, so I, I won't have my integrity questioned. You can say fat, stupid, dresses poor, bad haircut, uh, poor decision. You can say all of that. You cannot question my integrity because it's not for sale. Right. I'm going to keep saying that. And, and you can dispute it, but it's just not true. And in the end, two years down, somebody accused me of already running for re-election. And I don't even know if I want to. But I say no, we, this, you know, we need you to run for re-election. I just say this, though. We're going to be stuck I, at Sabre for three terms. I say this. We, we, um, we, have to, we have to move towards making decisions based upon fact and not emotion, facts right. and data. And so um, whether people want to believe it or not, at the end of the two years, you will see that everything that I campaigned on, I, I follow through. Uh, okay. So um, – the, I started explaining that we, we sent out the proposal saying, hey, people who do audits, tell us how you do this. And we got a, a lot of responses, and it came down to, in the end, probably three or four. Mm -hmm. The Public Safety Committee was involved in selecting CNA Corp. Not just the mayor, but I would tell you that both the Public Safety Committee and the mayor thought CNA had the best response. That's the people that are doing it. Ed Flynn, uh, former commissioner of public safety, uh, former... Um, Police chief, city of Milwaukee. He, he's got tons of, and, and you know, you got Deborah Friedel, who's uh, got over 30 years service in Lowell PD. Mm -hmm. as, I think it was deputy chief of support services, which is everything other than patrol and traffic. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and there's other people. I don't want to slight them, but there's a qualified team, right? Um, and, and they were part of, they scored the, the responses just like I did. Right. And we even interviewed the the two finalists. So when I say and Mike, Mike Samad was in on that, yeah, and okay. so so was Steve Saber interviewing them, right? Picking them. Okay. Long story made short, we been, you know council was good enough to work with me and, and place a contract for um, some ninety thousand eighty seven thousand uh, for CNA to do it, and um, 
you know, we've been waiting a little while because of the COVID. And so I wanted to have a meeting to talk about the logistics of how we're going to do this, right? Now, we're not out of the COVID woods yet, but we're, it appears we're starting to get there. Methuen, the numbers are getting better, and that's the good news. Um, so uh, I wanted to have a, a, a kickoff to talk about logistics. How are we going to start this? And so all I did was set up a meeting. I invited from the very beginning, then Adam, Council Samard is the chair of the Public Safety Committee, and I added uh, the chief. Not so the chief could influence the audit or anything like that. So I say this candidly, and, uh, you know, Council Samar was in the meeting, the chief was in the meeting, the same I said, all inputs to the audit will come through me, mm-hmm. not my office, me. Mm-hmm. Because we're not going to get to the end of this and have people say, oh, it was influenced by this or that. It, it needs to be fair and objective. And we, we talked with, um, you know, um, the CNA folks about making sure that it was an impartial view coming in, right? Now we did have one member of the audit team who who dropped out, who who, who said uh, I I have some past dealings with Mutum PD and I don't want to be part of the audit team, right? And you know that happened uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know council's raising it saying, oh, it's a bad thing. I think it's an honorable thing of the guy to do. Right. right. He could have said nothing and just participated and nobody he would have known. He could have. Right. Uh, but he and then six it. months from now, Sabre would be saying, aha! Yeah. Aha! We just found out about this guy. Right. So so long story short, um, you know, yesterday's meeting with Council Smart is... So when you look at this article on the front page of the Tribune, Tampa's Fair Flair's police audit nears. It talks about, you know, the, the disagreement Council Sabre and I had during the meeting, which is accurate. Um, but it tries to lead you to a conclusion that something underhanded is done. Right. That's not true. So transparency goes both ways. Right. So talking about how we're going to do the audit, um, and, and I say this, I've said this publicly before. I have done, and you can check out the Raytheon people. I don't know if they'd answer or not. I've done 10,000 audits all over the world. Federal government, state government, international, you know, countries, ones where I had to have translators with some of the people involved. And I've never, ever done a meeting like I did yesterday without having the department head in it. That wasn't the audit. That isn't the audit. Right. That's how are we going to do this. And so yesterday's discussion primarily focused on um, are there things we can do to start here before they come in? I, because I, the real value is in the interviews and things like that. I think the council, some members of the council, are confused as to what a management audit yeah. is yeah. because I, I heard it. I think it was Mike Samad, and if I got that wrong, I'm sorry, but I think it was Mike Samad who said, wait a minute, in other communities when stuff like this happens, they put everybody on leave while the audit is going. And that's not true. When you're yeah. investigating wrongdoing uh, in a department... Oh, yeah. uh, it was Saber. Uh, when, you're invest- when they're investigating wrongdoing in a department, they put people on leave while they're yeah. doing the investigation. This is not an investigation of wrongdoing. This is a management audit to yeah. see if the management of the department... Is is going well, and what what is? And every department, if you do a management audit, when I was in the school committee in Lawrence, we did a management audit of the schools, and what we got was like a thirty-eight page document at the end, yeah. and the first twenty-five pages were things that we found that we think should be done better, yeah, and then the next twenty or thirty pages would be um, things that we found that we think are going really well in the Lawrence schools. Yeah. And then there were like three or four pages at the end that summarized what outweighs what. You know, we found some good things, some bad things, but overall we found that this was a horribly managed department or a really great, greatly managed department. Yeah. And I think these guys are, I think they're under the impression that this is like an FBI investigation where we don't want Joe Solomon in on any discussions because he's the bad guy. He's yeah. the guy we're trying to get. 
And and I just wish that they would just listen. I've said from day one. Look, I'll be perfectly honest. Joe Solomon's my friend. Okay. I said to Steve Saber. I've said to Jessica. I've said to Mike Samad. You show me Joe Solomon did something wrong. I'll write the story myself. You show me that he did something corrupt. I'll do the investigation and I'll blow the whistle. Because my job as a journalist is to write what happens, regardless of friend or foe. You and I have disagreed on some things. I've called you out on it yeah. because that's my job. And you, you were wrong. And you respected that. Well, maybe I was. But you, but you, res- but, but you respected the fact that I have a job yeah. to do and that's yeah. what I was doing. I wasn't yeah. purposely trying to hurt you. Yeah. And, and I just wish everybody in this, in this whole thing between you and the council and the police... And just be objective. Stop looking for a way to screw somebody yeah. and just look for what's there. So show me what's there. And if there's something bad there, if, if you see, if you show so me. Let me, just, let me just say one thing, though. So uh, the purpose of any audit is uh, you, you got most of it. I, I agree with most of it. So um, if there's egregious things found, it's up to the appointing authority. That's right. me. Right. Right. To address those things. And. and uh, in the city of Methuen, we, we hurl things around both ways. Um, I, I would tell you sometimes I feel like I'm at a tennis match because uh, there's people on two different teams at mm-hmm. times, right? I'm not on any team. I'm on Team Methuen. I know you love that. Yeah. You hate it. But, but I think that's actually where you're getting your ass kicked. It may be. But in the end, it's the right way to be. So, you know, it's easy to do the right thing when everything's going your way. Right. It's much harder to do it when... Uh, people are opposed to you. Uh, I'm getting beaten up on social media, and so be it. Right? right. Uh, I mean, people are making posts saying, you know, I talked to so and so, and you know, I've never seen an audit done this way. Uh, okay, yeah. it is what it is. Wait for the proof of the pudding. Right. right? And so, um, you know, that, that's my whole position is, um, and, and to be honest with you, I think the auditors got a good dose of it yesterday. Because, uh, you know... Did say, they see the meeting? They, they were there. They oh, were they were there? there. Yeah. Oh, my God. They must have been scratching their heads going, what is this, Lawrence 1985? Like, yeah. They must have been scratching their heads. I, I actually made a joke at one point. said, welcome to the uh, so, <laughs> um, But, you know, I say this candidly to the, the residents. I'm, I'm not about hiding anything. Right. Transparency runs is a river that runs both ways. Yes. Right? So... Um, How difficult is it for you... When you've got a member of the city council writing stories in the Eagle Tribune. Yeah. A member? Yes. Well, maybe maybe, maybe more than one member. Yeah. But you've got one guy who calls the Tribune, and they just write from his point of view no matter what. They don't even bother to watch the meetings. Yeah. They, they just they write it from his point of view. I don't know. I don't know if he, he – I think he watches the meetings. I, I would say uh, I would say to the residents, so anything you see in the media uh, – you'll hate this. Anything you see in the media anywhere, Fox News, CNN – um, I, I'm a big. I'll do. We'll get the Week magazine to do a, an, an ad for you because okay. that's. I live by the Week magazine. Really? Yeah. Because the Week magazine, although they have a political stance, they present topics. Um, and what I like about it is they say, "Here's the issue. Here's what the left says. Here's what the right says. Love it. Make up your own mind. Right. right? I love that. And uh, that's that's the approach that I take. Right. And so, um, you know, whether it's a police audit or anything else, you, you've got. People with different views, right? Um, we're we're going to do the right thing for the citizens. I'm not going to waste $87,000. Now, they're going to have a special meeting Monday night. Um, uh, you know, if you get – I wanted to read – I apologize for doing this to you on your show. You're going to read out of the Eagle Tribune on well, my show. On, yeah, well, wow. has that ever happened before? You said, you said I have balls. i got to tell you, that takes a lot. <laughs> that takes a lot. 
but I so, love you, so I'm going to let you get away with it. So the last, so the you know the, it starts. Tempest flare as police audit nears. There's a quote in here where it says, and I'm hoping that the, the reporter got it wrong uh, because it said that. Um, um, reneging on a promise to invite all members of the committee. I, I, I said I'd invite the Public Safety Committee, and I did. Right. Mr. Samad was in the meeting. Right. To wit, I quote at the end of the article, it says, uh, well, my quote first, it was wrong of me to lose my temper, said Perry, but I won't have my integrity attacked by anyone. You cannot challenge my integrity. Everything else you can challenge. My decision-making, my intelligence, all of it's up for grabs. Samad, changing his tone, said Wednesday afternoon that the kickoff meeting went smoothly and that Solomon was respectful and supportive of the audit. He said he didn't think a special counsel meeting to rescind money for the audit was necessary. I think we can agree that the integrity of the audit won't be compromised, Samard said. I am totally confident in Mayor Perry's ability to conduct a fair and impartial audit. Well, that sounds a little different than what I heard at the meeting. Yes. And so I, I guess what I'm saying is, it's like everything. Uh, my good friend Marcus here, I, we had a battle on Facebook recently, and I said, you must read beyond the headlines. Right, you have to. The headlines are teases mm -hmm. designed to get you to read the article, right? right? And so th that's whether it's the Eagle Tribune or... You know, I was going I, when that meeting happened, yeah. I was going to write a story about you losing your temper yeah. and how he questioned your integrity. And I heard DJ Borogod's voice in the back of my head. Yeah saying from the last time I wrote a story about conflict in a meeting that I was doing gotcha journalism and I forget what the other word was that he said what kind of journalism it was, it was like gotcha journalism it was um, whatever it was and I said you know that I was he said I was trying to divide people and that I was trying to so I said you know what I'm not going to write a story about the conflict and let's see when the Eagle Tribune writes a story about the conflict of DJ Borgod gets up and says, wait a minute, this has got your journalism. This is designed to divide us. This is all the things he said about me when I wrote my story. And I've yet to see that. Now, maybe yeah. that's coming, yeah. but I've yet to see that. The fact is the Eagle Tribune, the Valley Patriot, whatever newspaper, our job is to write about conflict and controversy. That's what we're supposed to write about. Nobody writes a story that says, look how great um, you know, Bill Smith is getting along with his wife today. No one wants to read that. No one wants to read that story. So when you guys have a meeting and you all agree about an after-school program or a stop sign, that's not really news. Or the replacement of the track, which is great news. Right, right. For the city of Methuen. Right. We had some groundbreaking photos yesterday. That's a huge thing for the city. I'm, I'm tremendous. And, and thank you to the council. Thank you to the state reps. Uh, you know, Linda Dean Campbell, uh, Frank Moran, Christina Mancucci, to our state senator, Diana Zoglio, for all their help in helping us secure some money to do that. Uh, that's a huge thing for the students of Bethune High School, for the citizens of our community, to have a a place that's um, you know functional that people can use. That you know Bethune High hasn't had a tra outdoor track meet, and I think it's eight or nine years, mm -hmm. right? That's ridiculous. When you say that uh, that you and I are role models because yeah. we can disagree and stuff and still yeah. be friends, we can. You know who else fits in that category? Someone you just mentioned, Christina Minacucci. Mm -hmm. She's as far left as they come. She's for partial birth abortion. She's for, and I'm as right as they come. I'm yeah. not for abortion for anything, even right yeah. I'm in I'm in the middle of both of you. But we both but we both both go out for coffee. Yeah. And we, we both work on stuff. Well so differing political beliefs don't mean you can't be friends. Right. Your your diver diversity expands your field of knowledge, right? right? It doesn't right. diminish it. I learn more from people when I disagree with them and we have a discussion about stuff we disagree with. Then, Thank you. then we all sit around and just and just uh, mutually uh, uh, 
I'm trying to clean it up. Uh, you know, <laughs> mutually, mutually agree with each other, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, even like even like over the last few days, I've had a bunch of uh, these hood rats from Lawrence coming on my page, making yeah. threats and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I call them hood rats, and people get all upset, and they think you're 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 saying about all minorities, you're saying about all Lawrence. And I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. if I say hood rat and you think minority, that makes you the racist. But guess what? Let's have a conversation. So of the 50 people that have come on my page in the last few days making threats and insults and everything, there's been five or six that actually would instant message me and say, hey, can I just, can I just ask you about this? Is yeah. this really true? Yeah. And then we have a discussion. And even though we disagree on some very major issues like Black Lives Matter or whatever, um, they're actually now going on their page saying, you know what, you guys are wrong about Tom Duggan. He's not this big hater. Yeah. I actually talked to him. Yeah. And I think when people who don't maybe like each other or agree with each other talk to each other yeah. and actually listen to what the other person is saying. You expand your knowledge. Absolutely. Everybody everybody benefits from yeah. that. Both people benefit and the people who are reading it on Facebook or watching the show actually benefit yeah, from you, it too. You never benefit, you know, I, some people will post on Facebook, if you don't believe in this, then unfriend me right, right now. Right, right. I, I don't, I've never really quite understood that. And I say, you know, I think one of the things um, I've been talking a lot about is tolerance. And not tolerance for injustice. I'm talking about tolerance for perspectives. Right. Right? Uh, so I, you know, we'll probably disagree a little bit. I am a big supporter of uh, peaceful protest. Me too. Huge. Me too. Um, and, and, you know, I made a public statement with the chief uh, about what happened in Minneapolis. It was wrong. It was dead wrong. Um, and there's no need for that. Mm -hmm. um, and we do need to address it. But the path to it is peaceful protest. Right. It's not, you know... And so, um, and it's beyond peaceful protest. It's people on both sides sitting in a room, talking about what's important to them and what they don't like about the other side, and yeah. listening to what the other side has to has say. To say. Right. Well, this, and, and you know, not to get historical, but you know, when you look, and, and you know, you say you're far right, she, uh, Christine is far left. I say this is a country that's founded on compromise. Right. If you look at everything from the inception of the forefathers and uh, four women, right? You you look at. Um, all the principles that they put in place were based on compromises that they committed. Right, even they didn't agree on stuff. Right, but they they had to see past their differences because each one of us is a human being, whether you want to admit it or not, has uh, pieces of bias worked into you. Right, right, uh, in your upbringing, in your thinking, uh, experiences that you've had. And I'll use a, a non-racial example. Um, you know, I, I've got trust issues. Right? I've been through some things in my life that cause me not to trust everybody, right? And I'm not going to go into what they are, but, you know, that is, I'm a human being. I'm imperfect. Right. Right? And so, you know, over the course of your life, you learn certain things and it doesn't always make you better. Um, I'm stubborn. Right. Right? And, and, you know, one of the things that I need to learn to do better is, uh, I'll use the council meeting, you know, when you push that, you insult my... In, in my mind, you insult my integrity, right. it's going to come back, right? Because to me, again, that, that's a line that it's it's extremely important to me. I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm not saying I've got, you know, I invented the best things since sliced bread. Um, but my heart and soul is in everything I do, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not making, I'm not getting paid to make it, you know, nobody's slipping me money to make certain decisions or look certain ways. I'm doing things the right way. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, we, that's for all of us. That's not just for the mayor. Right. Right. 
So all of the city council members are products of an environment, and they have certain things wired into them too. And the secret to all of this, local, state level, national, is um, you know tolerance. Right. How do you how do you listen? How do you listen to somebody who's saying something that you diametrically opposed to, right? And try to understand it from their perspective, right? Right. And I use the example of the governor of the state of Massachusetts. In the beginning. Um, he had, I don't know, a boatload of fans, right? Uh, now, as this pandemic has worsened and the economic impact has happened, you got people going back and forth, right? Saying, I, I, I'm, I'm literally the only Tea Party person in Massachusetts who still supports child care. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have one, and I, I know almost everybody in the Tea Party in Massachusetts because I, I was very active for many years. Ago. Yeah. I'm literally. The I was at the original teapot. Were you really? Yeah, yeah I heard that. I dumped in the hot. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. Um, but I, I literally don't have one friend left in the Tea Party who likes Charlie. They hate him. They wouldn't yeah. even vote for him against a Democrat. Yeah. And and it's and I always say to my Tea Party friends, listen, whether you, whether you agree with them or you don't agree with them, without Charlie Baker, you got Martha Coakley. And if you think Charlie Baker's bad. Gas taxes would be five dollars more than they are an hour, uh, a gallon. Yeah. Um, when the COVID hit, it would have been martial law in every city. So, like, don't cut your nose off to spite your face yeah. because you don't like what someone says or does on certain topics. Yeah. You have to look at the big picture. And what I, I always try to engage with people, like I always have people come on my page and say, you know, when someone comes on and calls me a racist and stuff, why do you engage with them? Just block them and cut them off. And I would say, no, I engage with them because there are other people reading this. Yeah. And I want them to see both sides, my side and their side, yeah. and, let them, and let them decide for themselves. Yeah. And, and I, I just wish, I wish more people would do it, but especially people who are supposed to be responsible members of the community who are elected officials who are supposed to represent everyone. Yeah. I want so much to like Jim McCarty, and I've yeah. said this to you a bunch of times before. I watch him. And there's some stuff that he does that I think is just so good from a throw-in. Yeah. And, and I say, you know what? This is a guy that, like, if he just stopped with the personal biases and, and trying to create chaos and controversy and going after specific people, yeah. the kid would be the greatest counselor we've got. Yeah. And, and I want so much. So I try to engage with him. And I do engage with him. It never yeah. ends up well, but I do engage with him. And, and I try to talk to him just to show him from my perspective, like when he was saying to me, um, and I think he's probably even said it publicly that I'm a puppet for Sharon Pollard. And I'm like, wait a minute, she supported Hillary, I support Trump. I mean, we've been on the same side of some local elections because we both supported the same candidate. But other than that, like, we don't go out for coffee, we don't talk on the phone, I've never been to her house for dinner. What do you talk, like, where do you get this stuff? Mm. But it's so ingrained in what he, what he, what his agenda is, which is to purge the police chief because he was hired by Sharon Pollard because Sharon Pollard is supposedly Darth Vader, that we can't get past that. At least not right now. I'm hoping there's a time when we can get past that because I think there's some things that he could do that would be great if he wasn't always poking the bear. So I would say this. Uh, um, for me, it's not a question of like or dislike, right? I, I don't dislike him. Um, I, I see myself going out for a beer with him and have um, before COVID, obviously, um, and, and sit down and talk to him. Um, but that doesn't mean I have to agree with him on everything, right? Right, and so um, he's younger. I'm 62 years old. I've I've lived a different life. Um, you know, I I go back to what I said before. You know, life experiences shape you. It doesn't mean because I'm thinking differently than he is. Doesn't mean that I'm up for grabs and I'm on the fix, right? And so you know, um, I would have that. You know, there's still people who whisper that I'm. Sharon Pollard's puppet. Right. They can say that all they want. That's not true. 
um, it, it is what it is, right? In the end, and, and at the end of my two years, four years, or whatever, um, people will look back and say, you know, I didn't agree with everything he did, but he put his heart and soul into it, and he tried to make the city better. And uh, you know, I hope they're going to see that I, I did make the city better. And that's that's my only aim here. I'm, you know, I had a good forty-year career at Raytheon. I keep saying this, and it would be easy for me to walk away and relax. Right. Right. Um, but I love this city, and I want my children to continue to love this city. It's a good city. Most of the people, almost all the people, are really fantastic people. And so, uh, to me, I owe them. I am obligated to do the best that I can for them. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what opposition I face or, or what, you know, what I, you know, obstacles I, I encounter. And I, I go back to what I said in the beginning. It's easy to be um, righteous when things are all going your way. Right. It's much harder to do it when... You know, people are against you, and people will be against some of the things I do. And I say this for the record: if you think that's going to, I'm going to listen to opinions. But if you think that swaying me is going out on Facebook and saying you're you you're puppet, you fix that that it, I don't look at. And, and I say this: you know, one of the things uh, that you see in, in the, I, I people t- did you see sound off? No, I never read it. Because right. if you're not going to put your name to it, right. I'm not reading it. I don't, understand, I don't understand how they've gotten away with that for so long. Well, and, and I say that because there are some people who say, hey, did you see Sarnoff? There was a great comment about you this morning. I, I'm not paying attention to it if it doesn't have a name on it. Right. Right? Because if you're not willing to put your name down, then you're not really, you know, in it. Now, you also had a conflict and con- controversy at the last meeting. What the hell? Uh, when Jim McCarty... When Jim McCarty, president of the city council, who, by the way, never passes the gavel. Robert's Rules of Order say when the, when the council chair has to speak on an issue, he's supposed to pass the gavel. And I blame D.J. Beauregard for that because I've told him a number of times as council vice president, he needs to tell the council president when he's speaking, he needs to pass the gavel. But he never does. And it sounds like a minor thing with the virtual thing, though. I know, but you know what? It, 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 it seems like a small thing. Yeah. But there's going to come a day when it's going to become a big thing yeah. because the council chairman is going to go out of control and nobody can rule him out of order. Yeah. Um, he brought up an issue, and in my eyes went wide too because it, the way he made it sound sounded very, very shady. And that is that, I, and I remember the meeting where the uh, they were going to give a promotion to a, uh, a Methuen police officer who was deployed mm-hmm. overseas. And then... Uh, it was Jim DeJuger at the time. Didn't have the vote, so he pulled the nomination for the uh, for the promotion. Right? Yep. So, apparently, according to Jim McCarty, what has happened, and according to what happened at this meeting, is that the mayor, not the police chief, because the chief doesn't promote, the mayor, Jim DeJuger at the time, put him as a temporary lieutenant, which then meant a, uh, a sergeant had to then be made a temporary lieutenant to fill his seat because he's gone, yeah. and then a patrolman had to be made temporary sergeant to fill the sergeant seat because he's been moved out. And and so I'm watching this. It sounds very shady the way they laid it out because that's how they do things, right? And they made it look like there was something evil going on. Now, that might be true, and I'm, and I'm willing to be open-minded on it, but they were then blaming Joe Solomon again. Yeah. And I sat there thinking, and I want you to address this because I really think people need to understand this really, really clearly. The police chief does not hire 
The police chief does not fire. He's not the appointing authority. The, the police chief does not give promotions or demotions. The mayor does. So the mayor's no longer here. Ginger Jug is no longer here. Is it? He made those decisions when he was here. And now they're trying to take what he did and make it look like the police department is mismanaged. Well, it might have been for two years under Jujuga because he was in charge. But I, I, I don't understand how you could take something that has... The police chief has no, almost no say in. He can recommend, but he has no say over the final decision. Yeah. And then blame him for that final decision. Yeah. Well, so I, let me say this. Um, so that's pretty accurate, what you laid out there. Um, and, and so the other thing is, it's hard with the Zoom thing. I think the chair would agree with me. Because well, he wasn't doing it before that, so no, I mean, no, no, no but, excuse. But, but respond for me to respond to him is difficult. I, I, I don't get the opportunity to respond to, and I really feel that's not right. I agree with you. Um, in fact, the charter says I, I, I understand I don't vote, right? I get that, but I'm there, um, as the appointing authority now, right? And and when things like that are brought up, I, I should have the opportunity to address them, right? So, I agree. Uh, we we are running into a problem where certain councils are raising things, and I'm not being given a chance to rebut it. And, and the, to be honest with you, if we want to talk about transparency, the residents of Methuen have the right to hear both the whole sides, story, right? Right, and, and then make up your own mind. If you decide, you know, what I'm telling you is below, that's that's fine. Um, there were no multiple move ups, right? Now, having said that, um, you know. So you're saying that the sergeant, there wasn't a sergeant, there wasn't a patrolman that moved up because of all of this. No. So what they said was just wrong. Whether it was yeah. a lie or not, we don't know. Whether they no, know that no, there was I, wrong. I don't think but, it was a lie. But they were just wrong. So, so not all and aspects, but there are and some grain of truth to it. I want to, so, so, you know, you have to sit there from a common sense standpoint and put yourself in the... So, um, you know, a president on the way out the door... What's the thing? He pardons or he, mm-hmm. you know, he issues all these pardons. You know, I, I absolve you, Ben, of these crimes. You're welcome. Um, uh, so Major Juga made those decisions on his way out the door. On his way out the door in late November, right? Now, uh, to the citizens of Methuen, do I think that's right when they were going to, you know, probably not accept it at, at council um, to make it? Temp- no, but. That was the mayor's. I've quizzed people since, and, and I take the bullet for this because I didn't know the whole story because I wasn't involved. But um, I've quizzed the people who were in the meeting who said that they told the mayor, don't do this. And the mayor said, eh, you know, it is what it is. Right. right? right. And so, um, you know, we've had lieutenants retire too. So they um, include one at the beginning of this past month. Um, we've got another sergeant retiring at the end of the month. So the notion that we're just adding rank, you know, I'm not going to get into the contract that was negotiated, um, even though somebody put the percentage mm-hmm. out on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, that was misleading. The percentage was over six years. Uh, nobody, nobody you know, addressed that. There's so much dishonesty. How do you, as an honest guy, as a basically honest, like we all tell lies once in a while, but, but as a basically an honest person, it must be infuriating for you. Trying to just do your job every day 
and having all of these lies by people who have no stake in the game, right? Most of them, like, excuse the counsels for a minute, but other people, like, on Facebook, whatever, they have no stake in the game, and they put in free stuff that's just totally wrong. They don't bother to do their homework. Yeah. It's got to be infuriating for you because they're not doing it because they're trying to make Bethune better. Yeah. They're doing it because they're, they're, they're out of hate. Yeah. Whether they hate you or someone in your office, they hate Jaina, they hate whoever Jana. it is. It's Jaina! <laughs> um... I miss our poker games. Um, <laughs> now that COVID is over, can we go back to our poker games now? Is COVID over? It's over now. Nobody tells me anything. Haven't you been watching CNN for the last seven days? <laughs> no, I don't watch CNN. On Monday, on, on Monday uh, yeah. Memorial Day, I put on Fredo on CNN and he's saying, uh, look at all these people on a beach. They're not social distancing. We're all going to die. And then on Tuesday, Tuesday, less than 24 hours later, there's 30,000 people rioting in Minnesota, and he's encouraging them to come out. Yeah. And I'm going, wait a minute. This whole COVID thing, I guess we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. I guess that COVID thing is over now. I'm still worried about it. I'm wearing my mask. I only, I've only worn a mask twice. Yeah. And that's because you have to wear a mask to go into Borelli's down. Yeah, so, so uh, good point. Um, Otherwise, I go, I go back to that as tolerance. You know, I talked about that a lot in Methuen. Um, sorry if it hit the mic. No, um, so tolerance, the, the masks have become a flashpoint. Yeah. Right? Uh, people who wear masks and people who don't wear masks kind of... Right. Right? Right. You know, you're, you're, you can practice what you preach as long as you're physically distanced in my right. world, right? So right. Um, it is what it is. And I came up here, you know, uh, across the border... Um, where COVID magically stops, right? Because um, there's a it, all, it also magically stops a Black Lives Matter protest. <laughs> there's no COVID. Hey, before we before we get off that, so uh, I'm a big believer in the protests, and um, you know, there's a protest coming up. I think there's a March Sunday afternoon in Lawrence. If yeah. I remember correctly. Don't go. Why? Don't. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm your friend. Yeah. I'm telling you, don't go. Well, I believe I support. Um, uh, it, it, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, people will know this who follow me on Facebook. I'm a big fan of uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Me too, right? And uh, and I support peaceful, the peaceful protest. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, right? And I believe that, right? And so tolerance. I go back to tolerance. There, there has to be tolerance for all, right? Right? And so. Um, don't go. I, I can't walk very far with the boot. Don't go. Listen, I want so badly for Sunday's protest in Lawrence to be peaceful so I can write a story in my newspaper about how peaceful a protest it was and how I support what they did. Yeah. My fear, though, is because they're bringing people in. Antifa has already posted on their, face, on their Facebook and Twitter pages. My fear is that the people who are being peaceful are going to be uh, infiltrated once again by people making trouble and that there's going to be violence. And I don't want to see... Look, Lawrence has enough problems as it is. Yeah. You know, Lawrence, is, Lawrence has got a lot of problems, whether it's the drugs, the violence, COVID, uh, COVID. COVID the school system is horrible, the elected officials are horrible, oh my goodness. Um, the potholes and the, and the garbage on the streets are disgusting. And Lawrence... Yeah, that's a lot about Lawrence I love. The, the, at, me too. My family still lives in Lawrence. What I'm saying is Lawrence has a lot of problems all combined all together in that one place. And the last thing in the world they need, the last thing in the world they need is violence because that will be CNN tomorrow. It will be worldwide news, Lawrence, Massachusetts. And that's just not what Lawrence needs. I mean, there are some good things going on in Lawrence. We talk about them. We put them in our newspaper. And we never get credit for it on Facebook when people say, all you do is trash Lawrence. 
for every one negative story I write about Lawrence, I publish at least two or three positive stories about Lawrence. Yeah. And yet, yet never get the credit, credit for it. Yeah. Groundwork Lawrence is doing a great job. No, I don't know about that. Business Be careful of those guys. Business wise, um, you know, what's um, oh, the coffee place? The veteran owned coffee place. Oh, I can't, uh, Battleground. Battleground. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. And good people, too. They, he, they are wonderful people. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to lure them into Methuen. Salapoli single handedly turned Lawrence around 50 He's done one hell of a job. He has seen, and without Salapoli, Lawrence would be in so much worse shape than he is right now. He's a visionary. We got a question. We have a question? Yeah, I don't want to stir the pot, but you were speaking about the protests, the, the, the planned peaceful protests. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a comment earlier on about, are there anything, precautions going on? Um, From a phone? Yeah, it's a good question. It's, it's, it's a good question. People can't hear you, so it's, it's a good question. I have friends who have own, a, own a business on Merrimack Street who said they're not even opening on Sunday because they're worried that it might come up as a Methuen. The question from the audience was, are you make, taking any precautions for Sunday? Yeah, yeah just in case. Okay, good. Yeah. So, but, uh, but respectfully, and so I said that, I, I don't want that to be a flashpoint. So we're, we're just talking to the businesses so that they know the most likely route of uh, any protest. Um, the Bethune police will be on call with the Lawrence police. Um, I'm, I'm praying that it's a peaceful protest. Me too. I would appeal, you know, I looked at, uh, was it this morning or yesterday morning? I think it was yesterday. The days all blend together. I looked at what happened in Brockton. I saw that owner of the Dunkin' Donuts on TV. Heartbreaking. Yeah. All the windows were smashed out. And I guess I would say, I don't see what that accomplishes, right? right? Uh, so here's a guy who's worked his tail off to create a business. He's not, you know, and smashing his windows, right? It, 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 what's the point? Violence never, ever, ever solves social injustice, ever. Violence never solves it. And, you know, I, I don't believe in... Personal violence. I do believe in wars. If you have to go to war, you go to war. Yeah. But, I, but I don't believe in violence. And when the first set of protests went out that first night a week ago on Tuesday, uh, they were fairly peaceful. And I thought, you know, this is great. We all watched what happened to George Floyd. All of us were horrified. And in that first 24 hours, Everyone in America was on the same page, that this was wrong, and we need to do something about it. And then there were protests that first night, and it was peaceful for the beginning part, and I actually felt great about America. I thought, you know what? This is great. We're all in agreement. Let's all, let's all go out and protest. Let's all go out and say that this is wrong. And then the violence started, and it just broke my heart night after night watching a police, police department burn down, yeah. watching people's homes, watching people's businesses burn down, watching the violence, watching uh, uh, an elderly Asian woman being beaten with two-by-fours, watching the death of a police sergeant who's black. You know, apparently his black life didn't matter to some of those people. And, and so I, I, I'm heartbroken. I'm not angry. I'm heartbroken that here we are in 2020 and... America got no credit for the gains that we've made in race relations over the last hundred years. We've gotten yeah. police departments have gotten no credit. If you actually look at the real statistics, assaults on black men, young black men by police officers has gone down steadily over the last ten years. Deaths of young black men at the hands of police officers, unjustified deaths, have gone dramatically down over the last ten years. And I talked to my police friends. I talked to family members of cops that have been killed in the line of duty. 
Um, yeah, because I work with them through the COPS program, um, and they're, they're all heartbroken. They're all heartbroken that it seems like we just took a step. The first 24 hours, we took 10 steps forward, 10 steps forward. And then in the next five days, we took 37 steps back. Sure. And that, to me, that's just heartbreaking. Well, I, I'd say this, um, you know, people say to me, what's the hardest part of COVID? Um, you know, my life has been work, go home. Right. I go in my room, watch TV, work, go home, right? And, and more work than going home. Um, and and I, I miss getting out and getting around and getting social, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I miss you know, the, the, the only thing I miss is the poker games. games. Well, during the campaign, you probably, uh, uh, William Castro, I'm going to mention him by name. What a great guy. He is, he's like a brother to me, yeah. right? And uh, I haven't had dinner with him in... Three months, four, four months, months yeah. right? Um, you know, I miss talking. The guy has a, a great perspective yeah, on things in Great Lawrence. Especially because of the, the, we won't say what it is, but the job that he does. Yeah, the job that he does. Gives him a great perspective. Great perspective. Yeah, he and he was with me every step of the way up through, you know, doing parades with me and everything. Um, he, you know, people, some people asked me at one point, is that your bodyguard? I right. said, I wish, I, I'd be right. fortunate to have this guy for a bodyguard. Um, he's the real deal. Um, so, um, you know, I, I miss socializing a lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't, and I worry that, you know, some of the frustration here and anxiety you see in the cities, uh, I worry if that some of it, I'll make the point that I was trying to make is because we've been so, um, that's the word closeted because mm-hmm. of the court that people are frustrated to begin with. Right. right. And uh, I, I fear that that might be. You know, fueling fueling us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm praying to God, and um, I may go Sunday, despite I can't walk very far because I got. Uh, yeah, don't do it, man. Listen, I'm just telling you, I, there's nothing that I want more than a peaceful protest. My fear is that outside agitators are going to make, make it violent. And the first people that they turn on are white people. I'm just telling you. Yeah. And I watch it on TV for five straight days. And you, you, it, it's sad, but that's what it is. And um, I just, I think pro- this kind of protest is for young people. Yeah. This is for young people to go out and let them. Old? I am, yes. Uh, I'm also old. That um, is, okay, so we got witnesses in the suit. Ben's willing to sign the complaint that I just had an age discrimination. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So now, Maya, um, what's, we've got about 10 minutes left. Yeah. Um, we're now entering, I think, phase 36, 25, whatever it is, all these stupid phases. How about just letting two? How about just letting every business in Methuen that has less than 10 people in their shop yeah. open? Yeah. None of this picking favorites. If you're a salon, you can open, but you can't trim beards. Like, what? what when I read that regulation, you can cut paint. They can cut hair, but they can't trim beard. How about just like, if you have a business, like there's a dog grooming place, and I've always been, I've been giving them free plugs. Um, uh, uh, Groomtown USA. Groomtown on Main Street in North Andover. They literally have two employees that groom dogs all day. There's no reason why they should be closed, even though they're not part of the list of, of businesses. How about as the mayor just say, look, you got less than 10 people open. Use your social distancing mask, whatever you're going to do. But if you get less than 10 people, you should open. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, we're, we're doing it a little bit different. I know. That's why I asked why you don't do it that way. So we have a citizens advisory panel working on this. Because we need a panel for this? Uh, we, got, we got a group of citizens who volunteered to be part of a group with Bill Buckley. He's chairing it. 
Uh, we, we got, got two groups, uh, and I'm going to talk about both of them. Okay. So the Citizens Advisory Panel is working on all things related to reopening in the city of Methuen. Right. So right now they're focused on parks and recreation, uh, because there's all, I guess the thing that I say to you is, some of the stuff is gray. It's not black and white. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's no easy answer. Uh, let me use the fireworks as an example. Would I love to? We're doing the test tonight to see if people can see from everywhere. Will people go out to Facebook and cruise? I can't see. Yeah, some people are going to do that. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of ways to try to restore some normalcy. I can't envision bringing 15,000 people to the loop. No, no. But but no. you are going to go to the Black Lives Matter rally, which might have 15,000 people. Well, I'll clump six feet away. You know what I'm saying? Like, we watched TV for the last week, and we saw thousands and thousands and thousands of people not socially distancing, not being shamed by CNN for not socially distancing. Yeah. It's pretty much over at this point. I mean, Massachusetts has a 70% reduction in COVID cases. Let's just open, let's just open the... I'm not ready. Need, so I'm going to respectfully disagree with you I, there. I call it the takes two weeks. Well, let, me, let me go one more. Yeah. I... I we ordered food. I loved Miller's Tavern when we used to go there, right? Yeah. When they first opened. Yeah. So we did a curbside service. Oh, those curb, curbside service. It was horrible. Because by the time, on. because you criticize it around, I'm just listen. We did the same thing with TGI Fridays. It was horrible because the, because when you go to a restaurant, you expect your food to come out and you expect it to be sizzling. You expect it to be right out of the oven, right? And by the time you get it home and you get your plates and you pour your Coke into your coffee, into your cup and everything, by that time... That's because you drive like driving Miss Daisy. Well, no, no. Are you kidding? I'm light foot on the road. I'm running people off, I'm running people off the road. Hey, let me give you a hidden secret. You want a good meal? Yeah. Go to the Country Kitchen on a Friday. Get the fish and chips. Country Kitchen on Hampshire Street? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Really? You I'm a big fish and chips guy, so it's got to be good. You want like a barbecue chicken pizza? Go to my man John at Butter Bing. Oh, Butter Bing's got the great. They're the best. Amazing. They're the best. Oh, and, and you know what? Don't let me. The buffalo cookies, the dip. Uh, I don't know if uh, Council for Retro did that. Yeah, we, we, on our first date, we did that. Okay. So those Whatever you want to call it, wasn't a date. But yeah, those buffalo cookies, fantastic. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. So, um, you know. Open up, open up everything that's got less than 10 people. We don't need a committee for that. I mean, that just, that just drags it out. Having committees for that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm proceeding carefully. Just, just, just let everything open. Yeah. And listen, somebody who's at risk as you should be more careful. Um, you're right. You're right. You're in my category. You're right, but I don't like people. Yeah. So, so I, so I don't, I generally don't go anywhere. I generally don't go anywhere where there's a lot of people. Like, yeah. if I have to for my job, I will. If I have to go to a rally and take pictures, I will. Yeah. But given my druthers, I'd rather send someone else. If I could send Rich Russell to go take pictures, I could stay home. I'm staying home. I'm still talking about the good things in Methuen. So, I'm, Sons of Italy is, is putting up some outdoor bocce courts. Yeah. If they're ready when the time comes. Right. So people can play bocce outside. That's I want air conditioning. I don't want to be outside. I, I, listen, just open everything up already. No. Let the hair salons open. No. Let any the barber shops are open. So I, I went, uh, um, you know, I, I know several barbers in Methuen, and they're great people. Uh, my barber came back. He's got the face shield and everything. And you go in, and you write your name on a whiteboard, and then you go back and sit in your car, and they call your cell phone and bring you in, and then you sign the book. That's the rule from the state, so that they can contact Trace. For how long, though? I mean, for 14 years, you're going to... I mean... Again, we get 50,000 people in every city rioting yeah. and protesting, not social distancing, not following guidelines. 
and we have not seen a huge major spike in the last week because of it. A little bit, but how long? How long have they been right? You just it's, 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 been eight, it's been eight days. Yeah. And what's the quarantine period for the virus? Well, the max, the max was 14. 14. That's, that's the max. Some people get it very well. But some, some people, people get, get it and get, get sick right away. Yeah. 14 days is the longest incubation. There's still people arguing with me that asymptomatic people can't infect you. Asymptomatic people can't infect you. They can. Uh, if they're not demonstrating symptoms, right. they can still have yes, virus. Yes. If they haven't already gotten it and gotten over it. You're right. I agree with that. I agree with that. There are people debating me on that. Yeah. Well, listen. And is that good, though? Yeah. Is it good because they debate with you and you debate with them? And then, and then at some point, we're going to find out. We're going to find out who was right, right? Yeah. So at the 14-day point, which will be next Tuesday. Is it next Tuesday? Next Tuesday will be the 14-day point. Yeah. I'm predicting that you're not going to see a, a huge spike from all of these people protesting. Okay, here's a huge so spike. This, so this is one. Uh, There'll be some, you, but not a lot. I, I, we disagree a little bit on this. So um, you and those of your ilk, I won't name names, we're talking about Sweden, the poster child. Look at them. Right. Right. What happened to Sweden? Ah, it's it's a you know what show. Yeah, right now they're in big trouble right now. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's saying, oh, herd immunity. Sweden did it right, right? Big, big, big sneakers now. Yeah. Right. And and so I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, and I'm Sweden that was wrong. So here's the and I'm not saying that to be right or wrong. I guess the point I'm trying to make to you is. I don't think, so as Americans, we've become a uh, black and white society, not meaning race. I'm saying the answer is either A or B. There's a definite answer here, right? This is a situation where there's some gray. So, um, you know, people frequently debate uh, uh, my good friend here, Dr. Fauci. If you go back, you can find clips from late February, early March, where he said masks for people who... Um, aren't sick are a waste of time. Right. He modified that opinion over time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, there's still a raging debate on the, the usefulness of masks. Right. We covered that last week. But we don't know for sure, right? Um, if there's anything to, you know, I, I knock on wood, I won't knock on wood because the other day I said knock on wood because we've been very lucky with our police and fire departments. Right. The fire departments, especially with all the runs they've done with COVID patients, we've been extremely fortunate. Uh, Chief Sheehy would tell you, I said, thank God, knock on wood, right? The next day, we got six firefighters quarantined, guys. Uh, I'm going to knock on wood up here, right? So uh, it, it, it's, it's a hard... It's a hard thing. It's, it's been a hard thing for me. I'm going to tell you every decision I made... Um, has not been the correct one. Um, I know businesses are suffering. Uh, we're trying to do that. You know, uh, the outside dining is coming. We published, um, you know, how to, how the city can help restaurants do outside dining. We got some really exciting things that I don't want to say publicly yet to try to help some businesses that are um, in downtown Thorn to give them some opportunities, right? Because uh, you look at people like John Bing or Country Kitchen or. Uh, Rosario's, those people have been bedrocks of the community, right? They've been supportive. Um, you know, I called John uh, about a big Friday night. At uh, I went to see the water main break on Sunset Ave, my old stomping ground. I grew up over there. And um, I see Daryl and the crew working hard at the water main break. And they're going to be there until 9.30. I called John and said, I need to get three pizzas over here on me. Uh, 
He took, took care, care of it in the flash. flash. The guy awesome. is all about the city. Yeah, he's a good guy. And so we have to support him. You know, Absolutely. Because uh, he's fantastic. You talk about Don Sprinkler. He's the same way. Okay. Right? Don't forget my tip about tomorrow. Fish and chips at the country kitchen is fabulous. I'm going to do it. Just do this. Let me, so when you get it, if you're not going to eat it right away in your car, poke holes in the styrofoam because you don't want fried food. The styrofoam right. will make the it steam, easy. Right, yeah. 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 So a little tip here from the man. All right. Well, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell dinner girl. Oh. I'm going to tell dinner girl to pick up uh, Country Kitchen tomorrow. Country Kitchen is fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah. And by the way, they're not a sponsor of the show, but I I actually don't mind helping businesses that aren't sponsoring the show, um, especially through this COVID stuff. We hope that they will come on at some point and sponsor. Um, but even if they don't, we want we're not here just to make money. We're at, we're here. We're here to help. We're yeah. here to help the community. Yeah. Um, you what was the other food tip I gave you? Uh, the other food tip you gave me was... Daily uh, Double. Methuen Family. Daily Double. Right, at the Methuen Family Restaurant. You should about this P-Dubs. P-Dubs is great. So you want to talk about artery closing. Yeah. I had... my You know, my kids have become experts at takeout. I had... My kids had pizza. I had... Uh, poutine. I don't know if you know what poutine is. Yep. Uh, fries with gravy and cheese grits. Oh, man. A plus. Mark won't stop talking about it. A plus P dubs, right? There are, there are uh, hundreds of good food places in Methuen, and we are with all of them. And I've given a little bit of business to all of them in the last few months. But you could also help them out by just letting them open. Like, just, let's just get, let's just rip the band aid off. Let's let everybody open. This one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just, just let, let everybody open at this point because, because you know my my phone now for the first time in four months is starting to run. Yeah, I have people call me asking me about ad rates. Thank God, finally. Yeah, things are things are starting to look good. They're starting to look like we're going back to normal. It would be a lot easier for the small normal, right? The, the it would be a lot easier for these small businesses to get back to normal and actually start making money again. If we didn't have this prolonged six month of phases. Where, where some can open, open some can't open. It's got to be outside. It's got to be months. this. It's got to be that. Let me do a fact check here. Six months? Yeah. Six months? No, no, no questions. Well, we started in March. We started in March. We're already in June. Yeah. Six months? Yeah. March, April, May, June. That's four. Next month is July. I was good at math in school. Next month is July. Do you think everything's going to be open by August? Do you think everything's going to be open? It doesn't seem like to me. I think it'll be open in the summer. Yeah, I do. Right. Well, so if you follow the phase, right. if you read the phase plan, if you read it all, right. phase two starts uh, June 8th. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, that's... Uh, Everywhere except Lawrence. Well, it goes... No, it starts June 8th unless the hospitalizations go through the roof. I'm going to fact check you there. Right? If you're going to call all facts, they're going to be facts. So uh, the hospitalizations, go to mass.gov and look at the rates. They're still down. Right, so we're, we're moving on. So I, I'm going to go to let me get criticized here and say uh, I strongly endorse the governor's plan. Right, I do. I think it's the smart thing to do. Um, you know, somebody asked me today, "What do you think about schools in the fall?" And nobody knows. Um, Just open the schools. Uh, I don't know. Well, here's what we know: you want to talk about facts and data, right? Yeah. It's, it's less than one percent of the people who've gotten COVID yeah. have been like under the age of eighteen. Sweden, right? Sweden. I don't know what Sweden is. What does Sweden have to do with it? Herd immunity. No, but kids aren't getting it and getting sick. Most yeah. kids are getting it and yeah. they're not getting sick. So you got to look at the numbers in the thorn. 
So the fastest growing groups are the 20 to 29 and 30 to 39. Right, but, but my neck of the woods, those are kids. Right, but by 20, you're out of school. 20 to 29, 30 to 39, but by 20, you're out of school. So open the schools. Let the young kids go. Let the daycares open. If you do that, let's get these kids the hell out of the house. Uh, my theory is if you do that, you're going to see the under-19 group blossom. You think so? I, I think uh, if, if I was a betting man, and I don't bet, I said this to the department heads this morning, I would bet that you're going to see a, a non-traditional school opening in the fall. Non-traditional school. Yeah. Meaning um, you might be in some days. You might have some grades in some yeah, no, no, no. days. Listen, Listen, we, we, get, get these kids, kids out of the neighborhoods. <laughs> get these kids out of the house and send them to school. No, no. Because, you know, you, you, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at crime starting to go up in Lawrence a little bit. It's been going down for the last two years. Down at the It's starting to go up again, though, because you've got a lot of kids who aren't in school. And even if they're, if they're distance learning on their computer at home, they still have all day to go out in the community and cause trouble. Get these kids into the classroom so they can stop causing trouble. Yeah. That's what we need. We need these kids to be in school. Ben, are we close to the end? We're at the end, actually. He's interrogating me now. We're actually at the end. All right, listen, before we go... This is always a pleasure. Uh, I, I appreciate Mayor Perry for being here for his weekly, uh, weekly show. Uh, we want to remind people that Mayor Perry is going to start his new column. I am. Exclusively in the Valley Patriot, starting next week. Um, and is there anything that you want to impart on people? Because you're not going to be here for a month. And look at, look at everything that's happened in the last month, right? Yeah. So you're going to be here for a month. What happened last um, month? Well, look at all the stuff that's happened between then and now. Yeah. Right? With the police audit, uh, Black Lives Matter, all the yeah. other stuff. So is there anything that you want to impart upon people, a preview of things to come between this uh, show and the next show in the beginning of July? Um, well, uh, um, I'm going to continue the themes of the war on trash continues. I think the DPW is doing a good job. Um, the city's starting to look better. It's not where it needs to be, but it's getting better. Um, that's going to happen. We're asking residents to chip in. Um, you know, big things coming over the next month. We've, we're going to start focusing on the beautification of the islands. Um, things along that line. I've got a whole list of um, and people don't. Believe, I'm going to bring next month my goals. Okay. And physically, so they exist. What I want to get done in the two years, and we've color-coded them. And I'll give you an example. So the track was one of my goals. Um, now I want to bring in uh, cameras. So I've talked to people that I, I admire and respect in the community, from uh, people like Linda Susie, um, that, um, you know, we're going to work on crime uh, with a little technology. Good. Uh, when we put this $600,000 track in, um, I don't want people riding dirt bikes across it and ruining it right after we do. So we're going to install some cameras at the stadium. Good. Um, things like that. We're going to install them at various points throughout the city. So that um, are you going to be transparent about where those are? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. There's, there's no intent to you know fool people, but um, all of the, I, I think the best thing to do would be uh, for the next program. Maybe I'll send you in advance. You know, a, a copy of my goals. Okay. So you can kind of take a look at, at what we want to get accomplished. Um, so if the COVID's gone down a little bit, we're going to go back out and start the neighborhood programs up again. Good. And that's more than just neighborhood watch. That's how do we do better in your community, right? Uh, what are the things the city needs to do? Because what's needed on the, the east side of the community may be different from what's on the north or the west or whatever, you know. Uh, so those are all embedded in, in the goals. Um, and we've got literally um, probably about... 100 goals for the two years, right? And they're all things that I'm keeping track of, a scorecard of me, right? 
And if, if I, I decide, decide to run for re-election, that scorecard will be what I present to people. Mm-hmm. So, um, Alrighty. I want to thank our sponsors, AFC Urgent Care. Ooh, Melvin Taylor. I love it. I love Melvin Taylor. Uh, AFC Urgent Care. We love Lisa of Savinelli Williams and her husband, Tom Delacy Savinelli. Thank you for the test. She was good to marry when I said that. Uh, Ron Marsan and uh, Construction. Ron Marsan Inside Construction. Thorne Police Security Officers Union. Climate Design Systems. Horizon Home Care. We love Karen for I've never met her in person, but I'm looking forward to it. Good egg. Good egg. Borelli's Deli, a free plug for JEG. is also a free plug for North End of a Car Wash. What we did was we got a bunch of friends together. We heard this guy was having a hard time. We had a bunch of friends here, like, like 10 of us, and we did a car wash caravan. And we, and we helped the guy make like 100 bucks. Um, and we're going to do that every week to a local business. We're going to get a caravan of people, and we're all going to go, and we're going to help that one business that one day. Uh, we also get Relay for Life. Relay for Life, and when is that? Um, well, it's already been. You can contribute online. It's for cancer survivors. We couldn't do the thing uh, at Memorial Day, but uh, make a contribution as a cancer survivor. We'd appreciate it. And, and, and a free plug today for Jalee Palenko Tax Services. Uh, who has been defending me on Facebook against some of the people who have been saying nasty things. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home already, so go home already.